Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minutes, a daily podcast which we disassemble a film from the Marvel Cinematic Universe in one-minute segments and then examine it in obsessive and occasionally hilarious detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Swashbuckling Ladies Debate Society. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco. Kyle. Yes, sir. Do you know that in the world of computers, an upgrade is generally a replacement of hardware, software, or firmware with a newer or quote-unquote better version? <laughs> when you're talking about uh, Windows 10, I don't know that I would go with better, uh, okay. but newer, definitely. So I was going to ask you, so like in the world, we are technical people. We are. And we have been for a long time, for most of our lives. What are some of the worst upgrades in the history of computing? <laughs> and and I well, was going to go back to like okay. Windows, first of all, like Windows, Windows 8. Mm, Windows that 8, was horrible. Yeah. I would say that for me, though, the worst one was probably, well, there's, there's a couple of, of active Apple ones I can think of, but the, oh, the yeah. biggest one I think that people think would be Windows Vista. Oh, that because was Because when I upgraded horrible. to Vista, I remember that none of my peripherals worked. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I upgrade my computer, and nothing that connects to the computer would connect anymore because Vista didn't recognize them. Right. Yeah, that was super fun. Suddenly not being able to print or access even my CD-ROM drive at the yeah. time. I mean, <laughs> anything that wasn't internal was it, it did, had no idea what I was talking about. I'm like, no, no, the printer, the one that's connected to you in the printer port. Nah. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. No. Don't I look Come pretty, on, though? Vista? Yeah. Windows Vista. I lo- <laughs> look at my new backgrounds. Look at yes, what but I, I want to print. But backgrounds. Wiz- no, okay, and that's Windows Vista's 2007. So for anybody who's wondering, like, what year is that? Um, but you know what's probably worse than Windows Vista mm. is Windows ME. Oh, yes. Millennium Edition. Yeah, I remember that. I was actually, I think I was working at Best Buy when that came out. Uh, like really? in the software and stocking it and, you know, getting it up and, uh, you know, selling it to people. Having to be like, hee hee, you'll yeah. love this, I swear. <laughs> There's, I didn't know PC World named Microsoft Windows ME as the fourth worst tech product of all time. Wow. All time. What's number one? Uh, America Online. Oh, <laughs> oh yes. I had an AOL account for a long time. <laughs> we all did. Even had, a, even had a, had a, a Star Wars themed uh, name. Yeah. Uh, really? Yes. Do you want to share? Well, sure. I think it's dead yeah. by now because <laughs> I don't think even AOL is on it. But yes, it was Rogue 5 standing by at AOL.com. Oh, wow. Nice. Which to the hardcore, star- like to the to the casual Star Wars nerds are like, nice, Luke. Nice. To the hardcore Star Wars nerds are like, why did you choose your handle off of Noara Ven? Because <laughs> Luke was Red 5. Red 5, yeah. <laughs> Not, Not Rouge. Rogue Maybe five. they thought you said Rouge. Oh, Rouge, Rouge 5. five? <laughs> yeah. I have a friend who uh, I'm still good friends with, and she does not listen to the podcast, who had a fight with the uh, DMV because they kept sending her Rouge 5 license plates. Oh. She's like, no, it's Rogue 5. And they would go, okay. And they'd send another one, and it was Rouge 5 again. And she had to go back and forth three or four times to get them to go, the the, the placement of the letters matter. Well, yeah, because that's not. Oh, my. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's a horrible. All right. And just to be just to be fair, we're we're Mac people, but if you had to go yeah. back to one of the what's with the worst upgrades ever in the history of Apple products, although I disagree, but I'm in the minority on this, mm-hmm. it may be Final Cut 10. When Ooh. Final Cut 10 first came out in 2011, people went nuts because Final Cut was a huge video editing program in the industry. The Final Cut 10, Apple took a just totally reinvented the entire thing. I love it. Not other people love it as much as me 
and they've slowly gotten back to it, but it's it's no longer what it used to be. So anyway, upgrades. Yeah. Upgrades. Sometimes Not- good, sometimes lateral. Sometimes an upgrade can be a downgrade. It could be really bad. <laughs> Which leads <laughs> us into this minute. Yeah, that's right. Uh, when you have one thing uh, trying to do the job of another uh, far inferior product, like we have in this in here at minute 71 of Iron Man 2 from 2010, director John Favreau. Uh, we pick up where we left off, which is uh, the dissection of the Mark II armor. So uh, at the, in the end of 70, we saw the camera slowly descending, and we saw pieces being pulled off. And so now uh, we, we pick up where that left off, which is uh, the, the suit is being disassembled. So we see they actually have opened it up sort of like they're, they're doing an autopsy uh, and they're pulling pieces out. And so actually we're getting to see kind of more of the armor than we've seen before. Like even in the first Iron Man, we didn't really get to see much of what was under the plates. And now as the suit is laying there buried, we actually can see the wires and servos and, and circuits and all the other things that are, are exposed uh, there too. But the most important thing is of course what draws your eye is the arc reactor so we see then Rhodey is reaching down and very carefully uh, like like an operation from operation uh-huh. uh, removing that and say and and so uh, as, as we were sort of watching this before we started you were saying like well, I don't know why he's being so careful and it's like well yeah but you can't touch the sides remember <laughs> This is true. Also, and that was also well. That was established in you know in the first Iron Man movie too, when he was having Pepper. He had to make sure that it didn't touch the sides, or else he'd get a shock. And of course, we don't want to shock the armor because the thing is, every every good tech knows touch metal first. <laughs> you don't want to carry that static electricity onto whatever you're working on. Uh, exactly. Uh, so so we so he sets aside, and then he so Rhodey takes this, uh, and then. Major Allen is sort of looking at it carefully like, oh, you think that's the power source? And it's sort of like, Major Allen, have you not read your briefing? Like, <laughs> is is this not common knowledge in, in the, the people who are going to be working on this unit? He doesn't know what an arc reactor is? Like, I know, right. that, I know that he doesn't understand necessarily how it works. I mean, we barely understand how it works, but does he not know what it is at all? Well, it's, you know what? I, okay, how I took this is, and this is an interesting exchange between the two of them. Okay, so here's Rhodey. And by the way, let's just say kudos to the prop masters. Oh, yeah. Wonderful practical effect. I mean, this yeah. is this looks just like the version I know you can buy online. I have a few of these, these arc reactor replicas. Beautifully self-lit. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a practical effect. You can see the, you know, the way it reflects off his hands and everything. Really well done. It's the it's the thing glowing bright white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the power source. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't what I think. The character is, in, and this is Alan. He's uh, yeah, Major Alan. Mm-hmm. Major Alan. I think what the point of this is, is that he's trying to say, hey, so uh, power source, huh? Do you think maybe we could take a closer look at that and figure yeah. out like how to make one of those? Yeah, that's the intention. But it, it, right. it does sound more like, hey, what's the yeah. glowing thing? It comes off <laughs> yeah. kind of ridiculous, but yeah. Yes, because then Rhodey says, Major, this is not a scientific exercise. Let's just focus on arming it, right? Which is like... It's not a scientific exercise. Like, it's still science. But I guess it, it, yeah. they're still operating under the delusion that the military is not interested in the arc reactor, which, really? Right, right. You don't think they want to have one of those on every battleship that they have out there? Ex- exactly. Well, on every don't you flying think that- fortress, on every stealth plane? I- exactly. And I would think that Rhodey here is, is this is his doing his best to protect Tony's IP, right? For lack of a better right. term. Like yeah, he's so- trying to protect the, the, the gold here. 
Right. Because he, he just knows, knows what's about to happen. He knows exactly. who's coming in and doesn't want to get it. So he makes sure that he makes sure that the, the most dangerous weapon in the world is carefully stowed away in his duffel bag. <laughs> how, how secure? Because no one would think to look six inches to your left. Okay. <laughs> what, but what I think, he, and obviously what hey. I think he's doing is he's trying hey, to is immediately. Is your bag glowing? Is, your, <laughs> is that your bag? You just happen yeah. to see me? What's going on here? I think he's really just trying to get it out of view for yeah. who is about to enter the scene. That's right, because after yeah. Major Allen says, yes, sir, who enters the scene, but Justin Hammer. That's right. It's Hammer time. He's uh, sucking on lollipop, well, just like Mika would enjoy. <laughs> Hammer's sucking on the lollipop. Um, love's going to get you down. Uh, so this is a choice that Sam Rockwell always made. He always wanted to have something sweet. So like when we saw him in the hangar, he was eating ice cream. Now his lollipop, it's something that it, it's sort of a part of the, the character choice that he made of that. This is the guy who eats dessert first. And so like he's, you know, gets to do whatever he wants. And what he wants to do is eat candy as much as he can. Uh, so you see, and it's great. We see him like in the shadows and you know exactly who it is even without seeing him. And he's, cause he's already starting to talk and he'll continue right. to talk for the next couple of minutes straight. Uh, so he says, Oh yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. Is it my birthday? <laughs> and then he sees like, he's, as he sees the suit laying out there, he says, you got it. What did you do? <laughs> I love such a great line because like as much as it is like he really wants to know it's also boom right to Rhodey's heart yes. like yes. what did you do did you betray Tony Stark did you steal from your best friend that's awesome bro high five like uh, well it's it's Justin Hammer's awkward social way of trying to befriend people right yeah. like this is the way he's he doesn't have a lot of close personal friends at least right. that's what you gather yeah and this is the best way he understands to create relationships with people. So he's, you know, he's the, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it my birthday? Like you guys did all of this for me. No, I am. That's not the situation <laughs> at all. And then second, like, yeah, he goes right in like with the knife. Like, what did you do? And doing it in a way that, you know, it's he's dual purpose here. He's bringing light to the fact you Jack Tony and two. I'm kidding with you kind of like you're my brother so that we can put our arms around each other and have a drink, which is not going to happen. <laughs> no. So but not cool. It, it, but he's trying. So he's yeah, trying. he says his wife, well, what did you do? And he says, is this what I think it is? Like, it's <laughs> just like, this is the, the best possible scenario because it's like, he's not right now. He's not even thinking about the, uh, the pretending the to drones. be dead Russian that he's got oh, yeah, uh, right. building drones and playing with a bird. Like this is like sole focus of his life. Like I get to play with an Iron Man armor. Oh, right. uh, so and we see as, as he uh, then approaches the table on the other side, as there's like the doctor standing over to do the, their operation. Uh, we see, uh, no, so a little, I don't think it's product placement. I think it's actually just very good. Uh, prop work because there is a snap-on cabinet right uh, next to them holding a bunch of tools. So snap-on is a a, a manufacturer of uh, tools uh, for this kind of thing. Basically, it's exactly what would be in this kind of hangar because they Mechanics, make tools for right. aircraft and, and uh, high-end stuff. They were founded in uh, 1920 as the Snap-on Wrench Company in the great state of Wisconsin, Milwaukee. Nice. Cheville Shavazel. Um <laughs> By Joseph Johnson and William Cederman. Uh, the business manufactured and marketed 10 sockets that would 
snap on to five interchangeable handles. And this, the company slogan was five do the work of 50. And there's obviously they're still in business today and still, they're doing still very, in business. Very well. The slogan doesn't necessarily sets. roll off the tongue, but that's no. something. But you know, in 1920, people were like, that's oh, catchy. Hey, hey <laughs> I think this snap on's going places with five, five fingers and I can do the work of 50 fingers. Never mind. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> What's that, Mr. Businessman? You want to do more business with the sockets? Have we got the company for you? Uh, so then, uh, obviously, Rody, not a fan of Hammer, but this is the first time we've really got to see them interacting like this. Right. So Rody says, you know, to answer the question, is this what I think it is? He says, yes, it is. Hammer, I want to know what you're going to do for us. Like, business. Like, yeah, put down right your lollipop. It. Exactly. Focus exactly. on the thing. Like, you're working for the military. Like, get serious. So, Justin says, what am I going to do for you? Well, the first thing I'm going to do for you is upgrade your software. And then second, I think I should... And that's where he cuts off. But we need to focus on that part right now because that part is extremely important. So, the yes. first thing Hammer's going to do is wipe Stark Tech. So he's going to make sure all remnants of Jarvis are gone from that system. And the hammer operating system, which we already know is really, really not up to code because we saw Ivan hack it within like 30 seconds before. That's the operating system he's going to put on. Gee, I wonder if that's going to be important later on in this movie. Yeah. That there's a different right. operating system running this armor than there was before. Let's I, just say. Love, they just lay it out there as if Justin's just yada, 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 yada. But like, that's hugely important to the the third yeah. act yeah it's going to be a little compromised let's just say yeah that. yeah exactly because <laughs> you know every the thing is that's great about justin hammer is his hiring practices because everyone he works for them are entirely trustworthy and above board and would never do anything to sabotage any of the work that he was trying to accomplish i mean that's something that all of us can agree on so then uh Rody cuts him off and says that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about firepower and of course justin is a weapons manufacturer so right. this is like this is why they brought him in this is this is what they're this is what he does so justin says well you're talking to the right guy and we hear the rug crunch as he bites into his <laughs> lollipop <laughs> okay. now we can see now he's gotten down to business because he's taken off the jacket now it's like oh baby but you know, okay, we, and, salesman and, oh, no, time, and, and we're going to see something really uh, audacious here in like yeah. a second. But okay, I love the fact that he says this. He crunches the lollipop. Now I know we've said, he, you know, um, Sam Rockwell said this is part of the character. He wants something sweet. Yeah. But I also think what it is, especially in this moment, he wants something that is completely out of place in the moment. And I think what his goal is here is is to have something so out of place that it puts everybody off balance, right? And yeah. of course, these guys, they don't care. Dude, you could have walked in with like a, a, a foot long Subway sandwich, right? <laughs> and they'd be like, whatever. That's not, we don't care. But, you know, I think normally he 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 kind of knows that he puts people off balance so that he can take an upper hand in conversations or, you know, kind of surprise them. Yeah. And in this situation, he's like, he bites down the lollipop like, okay, time for business. Uh -huh. And then he gets the whole theatrics ready of his, shall we say, runway walk. Of <laughs> artillery. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Right. It's like, and now allow me to show you the catalog. Oh. Uh, so he so he strips off and he's just in the vest. He's saying he's got the gloves on. Uh he's he's ready to go. Uh and so he starts with 
the Claridge High Tech Semi Automatic 9mm pistol. Now, this is an interesting choice to start off with because this gun actually has a little bit of controversy attached to it. So, the Claridge High Tech, also known as the Gonks GA, uh, was has a controversial history due to the primary the feud between the designer Leos John Guns and his own Guns Armament Incorporated of North Hollywood, California, and the subsequent manufacturers of the gun Joe and Gail Claridge of Claridge High Tech in Northwood, California. Uh, he Guns designed the original pistol and the rifle carbine version of the firearm between '84 and 1990. Claridge took over production and made changes to the design that he did not agree with and produced more firearms in the years between 1990 and 1994. They were forced to close up shop due to legal problems with Gunks. So this gun has destroyed a company and <laughs> nearly crippled a man's design work because of that. And yet this is the one that Justin chose, which... It's probably coincidental, but still pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, okay. The, what I think I love about oh, this is... And all information was got from the Internet Movie Firearms Database. Oh, so we love that so much. Those hardworking people over there, they do the hard work. We just report on it and pretend like we're smart. As most things, yes. Yep. <laughs> so, okay. What you got to love about this transition is, is that it go, it cuts to the scene of him, just his hands. You see the tail of one of the fighter jets that's in the hangar. Yep. You see his hands, but... Okay, this says so much about him because what you see is you see this, and, and actually, I think they started with this because it was the smaller, like cool looking pistol, right? Right. Which, yeah, of course, so you'd he's already working say his way up through caliber and, right. and firepower. And, he's and he's starting and small, and I get that. But you see his white gloved hands, and these yeah. are like ridiculous gloves that you would see, you would think a butler or like someone who works in a museum <laughs> would be using, right? An yeah. artifact. You see his cufflinks. And his French cuffed shirt, which is outrageous. Yeah. And then you see what obviously looks like the band of an enormously expensive Rolex or some other yes. kind of watch, which we can't see the face, so we don't know. It just says everything like, I'm just here as a showman. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I barely but, know what say, I'm but talking about. he knows this. I mean, he knows his stuff. Like, obviously, as as we're seeing, like he he doesn't like look at the tag to know what each thing is. Like he actually, the other thing is, Justin Hammer has come, you know, is, is sort of thought of as a joke, but like he knows his business. Like, oh no, he this, does. This he, knows, he knows. He like, knows these right now. Items, right. This is where he's in his prime. Like yes. this is his stuff because he's in showman mode. Uh, and right. so I, I love the fact that like a traveling salesman. He's probably got cases of these things that bring in and just like, let me show you the new models and like opens it up and shows all the. <laughs> well, he's and a car say, salesman. This is also my favorite look for Justin in the movie. Oh, yeah. Like this is like the, the when I think of Justin Amber, this is the quintessential with the jacket off and the vest and the gloves on and, you know, showing off all the stuff. Right. So, and unfortunately, that is where the minute comes to an end, as his spiel is just getting up and going. Um, and the minute we end with, yeah, where he, he basically does this nice up pivot. The, Yep. Oh, we see. We see. Uh, first of all, we see Rhodey just give him the most disgusted look on his face. <laughs> like, I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe I have to stand here and do this. And you better up the game here pretty quick, right? <laughs> and then we and then we go back to it. Sam Rockwell does such a great job at this. He's like, sh he's literally on the runway. He's doing a pirouette with his yeah. with his firearm, where he shows it, pulls it back, and then starts to fan it out in front of him. Like, and <laughs> here's this. Uh -huh. Just it's like a just, like a uh, YouTuber doing a product review, like holding yes. it up to the camera with their hand behind it, so that the camera focuses on it. Like he's exactly he knows his stuff about like showing off the all the inner workings. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see more. I can't wait to see more guns. 
<laughs> and, oh, and more Justin Hammer. Like, like if, you, if you're a gun fan, you do not want to miss 72 because we're going deep into gun lore and, and there. Nice. That was my favorite look for Justin Hammer. But if you want to tell us about what your favorite looks for all the characters are, you can do so over on Facebook. Yay. Yes, we have our very own Facebook group. Uh, it's called the Marvel Movie Minute and Next Real Film Podcast Executive Lounge. Uh, you can ask to come in, and we are uh, sharing information there. You can post about, uh, like, saying, like, I think Tony Stark looked the best when he was in the donut. I, or you could say, uh, I think he looked the best when he was uh, peeing in the suit. I mean, so many great looks for Tony in this movie. Like when he is, you know, it, it was climbing, the, the palladium poison was climbing up his neck. I mean, really, there's it's it's a fashion plate kind of movie, so you can discuss all that over there. Uh, you have to ask for a membership because we're trying to keep out the bots and the weirdos. Uh, but uh, anyone else is welcome to come in and play with us. You uh, had oh. me at in the donut. <laughs> I think that's where all our, that. our hearts are always in the donut. I, perhaps yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up for 71 uh, we'll be back here to talk about 72 when uh, Hammer Spiel continues and we uh, get really really into guns so you don't want to miss that enough said bye bye